0: And welcome back to Farewell Evangelion, a podcast where we go through the Neon Genesis Evangelion series bit by bit, episode by episode, on a weekly basis. My name is Keith, I am going through for my last time, and I'm joined by Peter, Yep. who's going through for his first, and it sounds like more and more, maybe the last. We'll see. Today we watch episode 25, Do You Love Me? This episode originally aired March 20th, 1996. The Human Instrumentality Project commences. Still struggling with his deadly act, Shinji wonders about the nature of his existence. So, uh... (laughs) Yeah,
1: so... (laughs) Instrumentality has been... Oh, before we get into the fucking part of the episode. (laughs) My prediction... Um... I predicted that Ray would have a conversation with Shinji about whether or not humanity deserves to continue existing. A conversation was had with Shinji, maybe it was Ray. maybe it was something else, maybe it was Shinji thinking to himself the entire time. It's not super clear, uh, and also the topic of the conversation isn't whether humanity deserves to continue existing, but whether or not like, Shinji really wants to continue existing, along with everyone else also, whether they deserve, or <laughs> not deserve, but want to continue existing. So no, no marks for my prediction, I give myself zero out of
0: As many as possible. I mean, I'll give you a little bit because technically that is a conversation between Rey and Shinji about existence.
1: That's
0: fair. Uh, One thing I do want to clarify first, because as stated in the synopsis, instrumentality does start. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you right here. You're not going to really get any rough context on what instrumentality is in these two episodes coming up.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Uh, So, one thing I will say is I think I have an idea as to instrumentality because... This episode was very reminiscent of two previous episodes, I would say. So the first episode I would say is very reminiscent of is the one where Shinji gets inside the Duroc field and... The
0: Duroc sea done by Reverse so- Science.
1: Yes, the Duroc sea done by uh, Reverse or... Reverse Negative Imaginary Numbers? I forget. It was Reverse Imaginary Numbers. Yeah. Um.
0: The Inverted AT Field.
1: Yeah. All, all that jazz. Um... So, when he's essentially interrogated by the angel that time, that's the first thing that I find this one most reminiscent of. The second one I find it very reminiscent of is, uh, the episode after Shinji achieves a 400% sync rate, and is dissolved into LCL, where he's now, uh, chatting with, I guess, the Evangelion itself while he's doing that. Um... Which we now know are men, made in the shape of Adam, and not angels themselves, so it's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, they're angel and human DNA.
1: So, without better context, my guess for instrumentality is all of humanity is currently dissolving in LCL and melding into one being together. Where they share their hearts, and their heart inside of each other's hearts now fills holes in the hearts because the heart has a hole in it. And the only way to fill the hole is to merge into one big heart and taking pieces from everyone's heart and putting it inside other people's hearts. That's what I got from this episode. It was a lot of my heart's <laughs> in your heart, which is in my heart.
0: Yeah, uh, so a few things I'll just clarify, because I think a lot of people, when they're going through Neon Genesis for the first time, episode 25 and 26 are a big, like, left field, like, what the fuck's going on? And you get really confused watching this. The episode opens, instrumentality has not started. So the case of Shinji, the case of Asuka, the case of Ray that is not during instrumentality.
1: So is that something like... CLA is interrogating them or something in uh, those cases? I think
0: the best way to explain it is... All three of our pilots are kind of in a very broken state right now. Shinji just killed Kaoru. Asuka was in that bathtub for like seven days and like completely broken. Yeah. Uh, kind of comatose too, I guess.
1: Rei's a god.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Ray is like, I guess realized her Lilith aspect... So, there's no correct answer for what it is. I personally always kind of interpret it as the characters are kind of inside their own minds at that part. Kind of like filtering through what they've gone through. It's kind of an update on where the
1: characters are at in the series, and the context for how we're getting this update isn't super important.
0: Well, it's kind of implied that it's Rey going between all three of them. Because Rey is the one who's directly addressing Shinji, directly addressing Asuka. She even calls out Asuka for like, oh, you're no different than Shinji. And then she kind of inwardly looks at herself. And I guess it's kind of more so she's looking at the experiences of Ray 2 and not her current iteration.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Because a big thing about this series is, yes, there is three Rays, But ultimately, it's Asuka, Shinji, and Ray 2. Those are the important pilot characters. Ray 3 is not there long enough. And kind of is just there for, as Gendo reveals before Instrumentality starts, you're needed. This is your time. And we find it, it kind of involves the death of Rey. Yep. What that means, we don't know, but we know that as of that scene, that's where Instrumentality starts. Text on screen tells us this is the beginning of Instrumentality. We get some flashes of some live action stuff while Gendo is giving a speech about we're not returning to nothingness, we're, you know, essentially repairing.
1: We're fixing our broken hearts. Yep. We also see shots of what looks like both Ritsuko and Misato who have been just shot and killed.
0: Yep, and uh, the other uh, scene that's showing reality is also Asuka in the Eva 2 and like.
1: Right. She doesn't remember why she got back in the Eva. All she knows is she got in the Eva. Yep. Better than Shinji. Shinji had to be told multiple times.
0: So yeah, the, the opening half is definitely best look at it as the characters are kind of broken and inwardly looking at themselves, Instrumentality starts, and then we get cases of Misato and Asuka in this one mainly, with Shinji looking at it, and they're all like, well, this is what you wish for. You wanted the outside world to be gone, so you're protected from your fragile heart and all that such. Yeah. Because uh, I guess you could say it seems that it's the heart that's in me and in you, but it's more so... Shinji looking at his connections is probably the best way to put it, but also seeing what he didn't know about these characters. Uh, Shinji didn't know about Asuka's dead mother or anything. He didn't know about Misato's, like, feelings towards her father and her relationship with Kaji. Like, I didn't think he knew they were together, but...
1: He did not know that they fucked.
0: (laughs) I mean, if it's Kaji, should probably know that they fucked. Oh,
1: well, he could definitely assume he just didn't (laughs) know for certain, as evidenced by... Actually, no, I take that back. His reaction when Misato tried to comfort him that one time, I think he knew Misato
0: and Kaji fucked. Also, uh, I know it's supposed to be serious uh, scenes and all that stuff, but when they go to the scene of Misato and Kaji doing stuff, and Shinji just standing there like with a girl like, mm.
1: Yeah, just looking down at her with contempt on his face, <laughs> while she's just like, No! Don't show Shinji this! But
0: that's the thing, it's really dissecting the characters we follow at this point, and almost in a way they're confronting themselves well shinji's also there
1: <laughs> yeah so we learn a little bit about well we're not so much learning shinji's learning these are things we already knew but they're getting reconfirmed for us and presented in new context yeah about the different characters like,
0: but at the same time uh, which I, I feel like is really important to mention the characters themselves are also facing us like they're aware but they're actually being forced to confront it misato like, inner Risato voice is like, oh, you wanted this stuff and all that. Like, you, you hate people, and that's what you're doing. And even inner Asuka kind of confronts Asuka on this stuff. Yeah. So it's Shinji learning about it in context, but also the character confronting it through the context of their connection with Shinji.
1: Yeah, and they're all kind of becoming aware of it together, where Shinji is learning about his relationships, I guess I'll call them. I was going to say friends, but... That's not a word anymore if everyone's just going to be one person and goop <laughs> together.
0: Um, uh, also, uh, you got to love the fact that Shinji is having these connections. Like, even Kaji comes back after death and all that stuff. Gendo hasn't shown up once in the Shinji-verse.
1: <laughs> oh, that was during the case for Shinji. I was thinking, no, Gendo showed up when he was talking No, that, about... that was
0: when he was talking to... Uh, yeah. like, when he talked to Rei and gave his speech about instrumentality, that's the only time Gendo contextually shows up. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, like, we don't see uh, Gendo himself, but we do have the conversation, or Shinji has the conversation during the case for Shinji part, uh, where he's talking about how he ran away and how he was abandoned by Gendo because Gendo never really loved him. So even though we don't see Gendo, it's very much implied that Gendo's the one looking down at Shinji as Shinji's looking up crying. Uh, But yeah, that wasn't during the instrumentality part. Once the instrumentality (laughs) part starts and we're talking about Shinji's connections, Gendo's not there.
0: Gendo refuse to join Instrumentality, because not even a part of him can touch Shinji.
1: A future part of Instrumentality, we specifically see, uh, the fucking radio through which Shinji heard Gendo say, good job, Shinji, but we don't actually hear the voice, <laughs>
0: or even hear uh, Gendo just because Shinji has a better connection to that radio than he does to Gendo. I, I know time doesn't matter and all that stuff, and we can technically be over at once, but I just don't have the time to show up, so I'm gonna put the radio in its place. Yeah.
1: Oh. So yeah, uh, I, I guess we should probably go through character by character because we learned some stuff about each of the characters.
0: Yeah, so we get the three cases of the pilots at the beginning, which is outside of instrumentality, so we can start with that. So we start off with Shinji, who is really messed up about the fact that Kaworu was his friend, was human, but also an angel, and he had to kill him, and Cowboy even wanted him to kill him so that humanity could survive. Yeah,
1: and the point Shinji keeps coming back to is... Kauru was a better person a, than I was, to which, I mean, yeah, fair point. Shinji kind of sucks. I agree with Kendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, it, it, we kind of come back to the point Misato made, although this isn't so much right the case, but, uh, the point Misato made, of uh, if you don't have the will to live, you don't deserve to live, which, I don't know, maybe that'll be relevant later, who knows. <laughs> um... But yeah, Shinji's just kind of reckoning with the fact that he's not, he doesn't seem to be fully aware of why he's piloting the Ava anymore. Or or not so much that he's, why he's piloting the Ava. But he's reckoning with the fact that he's just doing as he's told. And he's killing angels because angels are the enemies of humanity, even though this one angel was a better human than most humans that he knows.
0: Yeah, and he also gets confronted on the fact that He's piloting an Ava because it's a good thing to do, it helps everyone, and then they praise him, and then it's like, yeah, but that's not doing it for everyone else, that's doing it for you, you're doing it for the praise.
1: Yeah, you're not doing it for anyone else, you're doing it to have a purpose, to have a reason for everyone to praise you.
0: Yeah, so he kind of has his altruism called into question with the fact that he's killed his friend, and he's doing this purely for praise and not for helping people.
1: Yeah. We also have, I don't know, I... Because these cases seem to be essentially Rey interrogating them, but it wasn't the Ray persona that said that uh, Shinji's doing it for himself, Shinji's doing it to get praise. It was the Asuka character yeah. who called him out on that and then immediately got called out by Ray because she's also doing it that way. Which kind of gives me the vibe that that was kind of an internal monologue between Shinji and Shinji imagining Asuka there having that conversation with him. Okay. So. I kind of get the feeling that we might get... I don't know. I was going to say, there might be a future scene where it's revealed that, like, you has to reckon with the fact that not everyone hates him, and uh, his only purpose in life isn't just to pilot a Neva, but that would be too uplifting for this series, so no, I take it back, that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, to clarify, too, like, there's a lot of ground for speculation in this, because we get into a lot of, like, metaphorical aspects of things, so it's... Episode 25 and 26, a lot of parts are really hard to say definitively, this is exactly what's going on in a physical context.
1: Yeah. Shinji's fucked up, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we, as we find out, most of the characters in this franchise are fucked up. Yeah. They're all dealing with their traumas.
1: So, after is Asuka...
0: Yeah, after Savage Ray returns to call her out...
1: Yeah, we then look at the case for Asuka, and Asuka's now dealing with the fact that... I don't know... She's broken and messed up, and she was trying to blame it all on the Ava, trying to accuse the Ava of being a doll that couldn't work right, and saying she didn't want to get advice from Ray because Ray's a doll, which she was even more right than she knew. Um, but, uh, she ends up having to confront herself and realize that the Ava's not the thing that's broken, she's the thing that's broken. Um.
0: Yeah, and I think this is really, like, the last couple episodes, the storytelling, even though Asuka's not there a lot, her, like, progression in the last couple episodes, I feel like is really good to the payoff of this, where you see her, like, you know, oh, I'm the best and telling other how people know, and then her admitting it's like, I'm the one that's broken because I want to be independent, I don't want to rely on other people, kind of just makes it come full circle and, like, I feel like caps off that arc of her realizing that she was doing really well. See... I feel like
1: arcs generally have, like, a
0: curve like, an
1: upward trend and then a downward trend, or maybe a downward trend and then an upward trend. This is less of an arc and more so just a downward spike. I I feel like there was no up to this arc.
0: Well, I think her realizing that's what she was doing is the payoff to that, right?
1: (laughs) Maybe. I, I guess you could call this an arc. It just... I feel like Asuka's arc has been getting beaten down by life repeatedly until she realizes she's trash. That has been her <laughs> and yeah, sure, I guess the realization that she is in fact trash could be considered an end of an Well, I'm
0: not saying that her realizing she's trash at the arc, it's her realizing that she refused help from anyone. Fair. And that she kind of not that she did it to herself, but her inability to accept others and need to be independent so that she didn't repeat the past kind of put her in a position where she was set up to fail.
1: That's fair. And we kind of get a little bit of a payoff on that earlier when Shinji comes out to save Ray, and Asuka is sitting alone crying of, oh, why didn't you come out to save me? And it's like, well, fuck you. You've been very explicit about the fact that you don't want Shinji to save you. You don't want his help.
0: Last time Shinji did anything impressive, you shit on him, and he got eaten by a dirac sack.
1: Yeah, you started referring to him as Big Dick Shinji so much that we started referring to him as Big Dick Shinji. And he got eaten by a Durock sack. Yep. And I miss big dick Shinji. <laughs> Knew Shinji's all for crying and sad and stuff.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the third case of the pilots is Rei, which is pretty much an introspective, and we get more I guess plot context in relation to the relationship with Gendo, what she is perceived, and also the lead up to the instrumentality beginning.
1: Yeah, so we see a lot of uh her talking to the different versions of herself so we see Ray 1 and Ray 2 and it's not so much that they're different personalities but just they're the avatars of the different thoughts going on inside of Ray at the time
0: yeah because when Ray is cloned or moved into a different body however you want to phrase it it's like, as I said before not always clean the transfer loses usually something in between which is tends to be memories in a sense
1: yeah uh, which was evidenced by the fact that she didn't remember how Ray pooped up, or the circumstances leading up to it. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Ray has this whole introspective conversation where she realizes that she kind of just exists to serve Gendo. Not like in the direct sense, but in the sense that her purpose here and the reason she was created was for... Gendo's ultimate goals in some sense.
0: Yeah, it seems she's required for the Instrumentality Project, and it results in her death. And we find that, at the beginning, she was, like, excited for that day. Like, she wanted the day to come because she just wanted to not exist anymore. Yeah. But then, as the date came closer, she became scared of it, uh, indicating, like, she kind of grew into... Because one of the big conflicts with her, with the other Rays, seems to be, am I a real thing, or am I just manufactured? And I think it's establishing through those experiences, and she even comes to realize that through the experiences I've had up to this point, I have become a real thing.
1: Yeah, she started off as a manufactured doll, much like Asuka kind of accused her of being, though fully understanding how accurate that accusation was. But over time, she evolved, had experiences that made her develop into a real person with real emotions.
0: Yeah, and I think the payoff to that itself happened in the episode where Ray 2 dies, because Ray 2 disobeys orders and kills herself specifically to save Shinji.
1: And then all that character progress is erased when Ray 3 comes around.
0: Man,
1: this fucking series.
0: And then, yeah, the Ray bit ends with Gendo approaching her, saying it's time, destined moment that you're needed for. And then he gives the speech and we see the flashes of some of the characters in the real world. And then the text on the screen informs us that instrumentality has begun. Yep. And that starts with Shinji kind of nakedly floating in, a b- in an abyss.
1: Yeah. Him talking him specifically now talking, this is the part I was talking about earlier where I said it's reminiscent of the episode where he reaches 400% sync rate and starts to merge with the, uh, Evangelion unit one, uh, and that he starts talking about how he feels like the edges of him are blurring and he's extending past where he, uh, physically ends.
0: Yeah. Which the context we end up getting for that is it's humanity's hearts connecting in a sense.
1: Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just, it's its a lot, man. Um, so, yes, we hear a little bit of Shinji that gives us a bit of context as to what's going on with uh, the instrumentality, even though it's not super clear exactly what's happening. Uh, and then we take a step forward and start looking at uh, Shinji's heart within Misato and Misato's heart within Shinji and their relationship to each other and kind of developing the Misato character a little bit more, which is where we find out that While she kind of presents herself, that feels like a weird thing to say after some of the jokes we've made about (laughs) Misata in this series, but she presents herself in kind of a perfect way where she's the ideal person who's focused on her work and doesn't make mistakes and all that. Yeah,
0: based on her childhood trauma, her father was always away and the mother was very upset by this so she felt she had to be perfect to not cause extra problems. And then as she got older she ended up hating her father which made her hate that perfect self uh, because she felt she was putting too much effort into it and it was draining.
1: Yeah, Uh, and recognizing that the uh, part of her that was getting promotions and becoming a better person and the part of her that everyone else seemed to love was the perfect part of her that she presented to the world that wasn't her true self, (laughs) and thus she resented everyone else for acknowledging and respecting the not real her.
0: Yeah, although some characters have seen the real her, uh, uh, i.e. Kaji was able to witness it, and Shinji, when he moved in with her, saw the trash apartment and her just sitting around drinking beer, which is... There's a very clear distinction between that Misato and the one that's in Nerve HQ, and it's a fun little way of, like, showing that the context for these characters have always kind of been present, and now that we're seeing them kind of stripped down from the barriers, it's kind of seeing what they really are.
1: Yeah. Um, And so... (sighs) Misato starts talking about how she wants to be made filthy, she doesn't want to be perfect anymore, Uh, and apparently... There's a lot of references to she let that man do to her what he did because she wanted to be made filthy, which I assume is them talking about her asking Kaji to make sweet, tender love to her (laughs) so that she can be filthy now. Um,
0: But then Kaji even points out, like, in this introspective, that, you know, you're doing this to cause pain to yourself because you're not liking something, which is a fleeting, impulsive thing, and you should, as she states, take care of yourself, episode title.
1: Oh, right, yeah, that's what the <laughs> next episode's it's called. Uh, but yeah, he's pointing out that just because you're unhappy with the you you are currently now, harming yourself, is only going to... I feel like he doesn't explicitly say this, but it's only going to affect the you that you are in the future and not so much the you that you are now, and it's yeah. going to cause more problems down there.
0: Yeah, effectively that. She's kind of self-destructive for the sake of impulsive.
1: Yeah. Man, imagine relating to that. Uh,
0: <laughs> Not many series end with a breakdown of character development, huh? Not
1: many series make me just want to take a nap after it's <laughs> done. Uh, so, what's up after all?
0: case of Oscar, which is the last part, technically.
1: Right, 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 right. Sorry, I... I'm trying to cocoon myself, but I'm also trying to stop that
0: because
1: <laughs> we're trying to record a podcast right now, and cocooning myself doesn't help. So uh, yeah, the
0: Oscar part, essentially, we learn more about her childhood and the situation of her mother, and the fact she overheard her new mother, who married to her husband, that I'm your first and mother second to that girl, and I can feasibly stop being her mother anytime I want.
1: Yeah. If I want to, like, cut to all ties and not be her mother anymore, I can do that. I can stop being her mother which is kind of what led Oscar down the path of wanting to be independent. She didn't want to rely on this mother at all, because if she relied on the mother and the mother cut ties, then now she doesn't have a mother that she was relying on. Yeah. And also kind of leads to her desire to, I feel it also kind of leads to her desire to try and excel and be perfect, as we see in the earlier parts of the season. Yeah. Because if she's perfect and if she excels at everything, then, her mother's presumably going to stop having those thoughts of, I don't want to be your mother anymore, and not cut all ties.
0: Yeah, it's ultimately uh, uh, Asuka's core tentative is, I need to be able to do everything, because I can't rely on anyone to do anything.
1: Yeah. I think, so while I agree that what the mother's saying is kind of a shitty thing to say, and clearly caused some trauma for Asuka, the father's attitude of, huh, yeah, I guess you're right, you Uh could (laughs) cut ties and leave whatever you want! (laughs) Probably didn't fucking help.
0: You're forgetting her father was a scientist, so he's like, hmm, scientific method-wise, that is correct.
1: Yeah, I suppose. So I feel like a sub-theme of this series is scientists are fucking bastards.
0: (laughs) I don't know, Ritzko had a change of heart. And killed a bunch of Rays, I guess.
1: Yeah, I stand (laughs) by my thesis that the show thinks scientists are bastards. Like, yeah, they do science and will help save the world and all that stuff. But also, don't expect them not to be bastards, because they're bastard people.
0: Being technically clear- correct will do that to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who will. Alright, well, so what else happens to the case for Asuka? Shinji now sees the specific context where he watched Asuka's mother hang herself. Uh, sees that discovery and sees that Asuka's mother apparently seemed to be happy during this uh, scenario.
0: Yeah, she felt the the husband didn't want her anymore, so she's like, I'm going to kill me and Asuka because we're not needed.
1: Which is, like, a harsh way to take it. It's like, if, say, me, you, and a third person were making a podcast together, as an (laughs) example, and then we decided that that third person didn't need me anymore to make the podcast, so I decided to kill both myself and you (laughs) because I wasn't needed for the podcast. And I hope Matt doesn't decide I'm not needed for the podcast.
0: (laughs) I'm a little bit excited that uh, that didn't turn out that way when Matt left for a few episodes.
1: That's true. Oh, God. Um, Fuck. So, yeah. Uh, Asuka's clearly going through some shit, too. But hopefully... As you said, there was a slight uptick in her realizing her failings in the past, so... What the fuck am I talking about? I was about to say, so hopefully that means in the future she grows as a character and continues to have growth and become a better person and have happier times in the future. But if it continues as it's going, she's not going to be an individual in the future. <laughs> she's going to be one of many inside a single entity, as far as I understand instrumentality.
0: Yeah, and uh, Shinji, through all of these, also keeps kind of after their little monologue bit, goes to what do they wish for, right? And uh, What's it they're wishing for? And... A central theme, too, between both the Misato and Asuka case seems to be loneliness. That ultimately loneliness is what's driving this.
1: Which is also what's driving Shinji's decisions. It's kind of like every human is going to be revealed to have the same fatal flaw, which is that they self-sabotage because of the fact that they're lonely and they just want to be loved by someone else.
0: Almost like combining everyone's hearts gets rid of the loneliness, maybe.
1: But if everyone's hearts is in one being, then it's still just one being, and that one being (laughs) is still alone. It does not resolve the issue.
0: Uh, And uh, there is something I want to go back to quickly that we kind of uh, jumped over, and that's after we get the flash of Misato and Ritsuko being shot, we then cut to them in the void, and it seems to be Ritsuko revealing what instrumentality truly is to Misato. And then after the case of Misato and Asuka, we get the stage scene, which then has Misato standing behind Shinji, who was watching everything that just happened, apparently, and says, this is what instrumentality is. And that's when he kind of gets attacked by everyone saying, this is your doing. You wish for the nothingness the destruction.
1: Yeah, it's... apparently instrumentality is now somehow Shinji's fault, because he's the one who wished for all of existence to be destroyed there to be no real world, because if there's a real world, his heart can feel pain again. God damn it, (laughs)
0: Shinji!
1: You gotta fuck up everything, don't you? Why couldn't you just get in the robot? (laughs) Yeah, that kind
0: of covers the episode stuff going on for this one. Uh, It's kind of hard to talk about things in depth, I guess, with the fact that we still have one more episode to finish off. So episode 25-26 is obviously a two-parter. It even says, like, it will continue at the end of this one. So I think we go into questions now. We'll see what I can answer. And next episode honestly will probably be a bit longer
1: (laughs) yeah so to clarify this was all part of gendo's plan was his plan so instrumentality was obviously his plan yep is there a hidden piece to his plan we haven't seen yet or was this in fact his plan
0: I i guess there is a hidden piece that we haven't quite caught on yet okay yeah, I also want to clarify when you said, was this all his plan? I don't think everyone having, like, a group talk session was necessarily part of the plan. Yeah, I, I, I think I, putting everything in place was the plan, and then what happens afterwards was just what was expected.
1: Yeah, to clarify, I didn't mean Gendo's plan was for Shinji to realize the truth about Asuka
0: and Misada. <laughs> I'm going to neglect Shinji for 15 yeah. years, cause instrumental everyone's hearts combined, and then he'll have an awakening where he ends up realizing, oh, I'm lonely, and that solves everything.
1: Yeah, no. I more so meant, uh, was instrumentality happening his plan, or was there something else, some end goal beyond instrumentality?
0: Yeah, there's some other things that just haven't been
1: addressed yet. Alright, uh, so this is more about Gendo, because what happened in this episode really just has me thinking, what the fuck, Gendo, why, why was this your goal? So I have more questions about this. So, we know Gendo was interested in CLA before the second impact even happened, and that's why he got uh, interact- started interacting with Yusuke and Yui, because he wanted to get more involved with CLA. So, was Gendo's playing instrumentality way back then, or was he just aware that CLA was essentially like the Illuminati and wanted to get involved with that kind of power? Well, that's
0: kind of already answered in the series. Gendo came up with the instrumentality project after Yui died.
1: Okay, that's what I wasn't clear on, and I suppose I just forgot that detail. Because my next question was, did he come up with the instrumentality as a result of Yui dying, which I guess now we know he did Yeah,
0: in the scene where he's talking to Fiyutsuki, where it's like, you can't just take a week vacation, like, this is more work being done. And he's like, I've gotten Sila to approve the instrumentality project that I was working on. So it, it's, it's definitely, like, shown that Yui dies, he disappears for a week, and he's like, human instrumentality, that's the way.
1: So, based on my understanding of events now, Gendo lost the love of his life, which... based on the events that we learned of what happened prior to that, I'm not 100% clear on exactly how much Gendo loved Yui, because it seemed like he was mostly using her to get access to CLA, but I'll accept that he did in fact love her. He lost the love of his life, and then decided, you know what? What if we merge every human being's heart into one so that I don't have to feel sad anymore? That's what it sounds like (laughs) is going on here to me.
0: Well, we'll have to wait until we get Gendo's side of the story.
1: Um... And this one's a bit unrelated, but based on my, uh, so, as I said, this episode was very reminiscent of the episode where Shinji dissolved into LCL and became one with the, uh, Unit 1, I don't know why I forgot those words, (laughs) um, he became one with Unit 1, and so, while I'm not sure that that's explicitly what's happening, it would make sense that everyone's beings and existence would merge into one if they were in the same LCL group together. Um, did we ever learn what LCL specifically stands for?
0: Nope.
1: Okay, do we ever learn?
0: I guess you'll have to find out, won't you?
1: Okay. That was my last question.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, kind of what I expected. Clarification questions and not really plot-related questions because obviously we're one episode away. Uh, episode 26 was the definitive end for some time and then the decision to make the movies did come afterwards. So, we're going into the final episode in the same state, well, you are in the same state that everyone else was at the time of, what the fuck's going on? Where's this going? Some, uh, interesting aspects. I already kind of mentioned that we really only get three shots of, or four-ish shots of reality, which is the, you know, the two people being shot, the ABA-2 unit under uh, water, and uh, Gendo making his speech. Uh, most of these scenes in this episode are actually done with reused scenes from previous episodes, but with different dialogue over top of them.
1: I did notice that.
0: Now, uh, I want to kind of clarify this in and I'll discuss it again next episode, but there was speculation uh, that this episode, what with this style, and it'll be more apparent next episode too, because there was budget issues and they weren't able to afford it. But if you know the style of Ono. This is kind of just right up his alley, and he doesn't use unnecessary art styles unless he's trying to get a point across, Uh, and we'll discuss that in more depth later, but there was was not a budget issue that caused reusing of frames and some other things they will be doing. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. So, (laughs) I'm curious to hear this one, but what are your thoughts on this episode?
1: Hey. (laughs) No, um... I don't think I can use the word good, but I don't think the episode's bad either. I just, based on my emotions right now, I cannot describe the episode positively, but I don't think it was a bad episode. That's how I'm going to state my opinion of the episode right now.
0: Fair enough. Uh, In my mind, 25-26 is very much a whole thing together, and I can't say one or the other is any different than that it's just one big episode in my mind but (laughs) i can't wait to see your reaction to this i think this is my favorite episode five and six of the whole series for the anime okay (laughs) and i ultimately believe that episode 25 and 26 with everything we've had up to this point it's because of these episodes that kind of cemented evangelion is the big thing that it is and it's not purely because everyone was so confused and it's like, you know, intellectual to understand Evangelion. I think what they did with the series, and to end it like this, to get the point across of what the series is about, I think is what kind of cemented it is like an anime that will be talked about for years.
1: Okay. I'll see if I agree with you in roughly half an hour's time. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess we'll end it with that. So if you'd like to reach out, you can find us at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. You can send in questions, comments, and other such things. We also have the Instagram page where we have weekend polls, we talk about things, update facts about the series, and interact with fans. Um, actually, one thing I do want to call it here is uh, there's one person we actually have in the Instagram feed that's been, like, very aggressive with the Angel polls to date. And kudos on them because they seem to be correctly getting or voting or backing the... Uh, angel that they think wants to win all the time
1: i am sure they their correct with backing and not just intimidating everyone else to vote along with them
0: yeah uh, that would be and i'm gonna give a call here for this one because i'm enjoying it uh julian marpez Seto, uh who is posting every time we have a poll like he puts the angel's name in cap with fire all around it and it's very aggressively campaigning for his angels kudos to you and congratulations on just always getting the right side of it
1: congratulations
0: yeah and on top of that uh if you'd like to follow the podcast, please uh, give a subscription, write a review, give us some stars, likes, anything helps to spread the word. We're on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And, as always, Peter, what should we expect next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion?
1: Fuck if I know, man. Uh, is probably going to continue. Chichi's going to have to confront himself. We're going to get his relationship with himself. Uh, and it's gonna deal with whether or not, uh, he's probably gonna be given the final choice as to what happens, because they keep talking about how he created this world, so he's probably gonna be, in the end, responsible for exactly what happens with this mentality. Uh, and, you know what, fuck it, he's gonna reject the gooping of everyone into a single entity, and he's gonna be like, nah, hedgehog's dilemma if people get too close to me I'll get hurt I want to keep them at a safe distance I don't want them to be me <laughs> so he's going to force everything to be separate but
0: equal sounds like a good time
1: make sure like to tune in it. next time where there'll be plenty of answers. <laughs>